0: Welcome to Beyond the Show, the podcast home of all things Cannabis Conference. My name is Eric Sandy, and I'm the digital editor of the Cannabis Group at GIE Media. The three-day schedule of educational programming at Cannabis Conference 2023 is now live. Check it out at CannabisConference.com. It's been fun putting this one together, and you're going to notice some stalwart sessions that we include each year, but also several cultivation sessions that really dig into timely topics, like the DEA's hands-off approach to seed sales, more on that soon, and latent Viroid's rampage across cannabis crops. Here's one of my favorites, the Great Balancing Act, genetic selection to give your business an edge in the competitive cannabis market. You can get into that one with an all-access pass, so make sure you do so. And that said, with this episode coming out on March 10th, just know that the lowest rates of the season are about to expire on March 15th, so don't miss out. We know you're going to be out there in Las Vegas with us this summer, having a blast, meeting great people, maybe being a little bit hot, but staying indoors where the AC will be rolling. So why not save a few bucks? It's a tough economy out there, and we're going to be getting into all that out of the show. You're going to want to be there. Now, on to the interview. I'm pleased to say that this week we've got Josh Malman on the show. Josh brings over 12 years of cannabis industry experience to his role as vice president of cultivation at Jushi. Josh has extensive expertise in genetics, cultivation methodologies, and facility design. During his time at Jushi, Josh has been an invaluable part of the company's operations team, creating sophisticated IP, KPIs, and SOPs, as well as scaling the company's cultivation operations in Pennsylvania, Virginia, Nevada, Massachusetts, and Ohio. Prior to Jushi, Josh worked at the clinic, where he helped grow the business into three cultivation facilities and six retail stores in Colorado. In 2019, Jushi acquired the IP and the key team members from the clinic, with Josh's expertise being an important part of the transaction. Josh received his Bachelor of Science degree in horticulture from the University of Wisconsin. And as a student, Josh researched international horticulture and spent time in Israel studying irrigation practices. In 2021, he earned a Cannabis Leadership Award from Cannabis Conference. And that was actually the first time that I got to interview him. So I'm very excited to bring our second interview to the airwaves this week. Please enjoy my conversation with Josh Malman. Hello, Josh, and welcome to the show this week. Very glad to get a chance to talk with you about your work and Jushi's work, of course, uh, across the US, really, as as 2023 gets going and as we sort of uh, hit the road to Cannabis Conference 2023 in in really just a few short months from now. Um, So, so maybe to set the stage uh, before we get into some specifics here. Could you talk a bit about uh, what you and Jushi are up to at the start of this year? Any uh, any latest news that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, thanks, Eric. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, speaking from cultivation specifically, you know, we finished up some pretty major construction projects in uh, Virginia and Pennsylvania, sort of end of last year. And, you know, this year is really about making sure that we can get these new, uh, you know, Highly designed in, in uh, high value locations producing. Consistently uh week in and week out, right? So I think uh every operator that's that's designed and built the facility can talk to you about the headaches of uh, you know, turning on all your systems and, and them never functioning the way that you hoped and desired or thought you designed them. And that was the case for us. So, you know, we've uh we've made a lot of progress over the last several months. And as we're coming into 2023, are uh, really starting to see us uh having success in these new sites and in producing that that high quality, uh that high quality product that everyone expects from jushi
0: Absolutely. I know uh, it's just reminding me. You know, we spoke a couple of years ago when you won a cannabis leadership award through Cannabis Conference, and as I recall, you know, a lot of that conversation. Well, obviously, I guess it focused on on leadership, and as I recall, you were doing a lot of traveling and onboarding some some management folks. Um, so, in terms of that idea of bringing these facilities up to speed and getting the consistency there right off the bat. Could you talk about how you, as an individual, kind of uh, help that along? It, I know you were traveling last week, and I'm sure travel is just a big part of your job. But um, how are you able to put that consistency into action?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. It definitely has been uh, an area of focus uh, for myself and, and other you know Jushi national team members. Um, you know these construction projects and even you know legacy facilities that has acquired over the years. You know there's there's new equipment commissioning happening um which really requires you know a lot of tr- training and, and ultimately um, sometimes the development of you know new sops when you talk about uh you know sort of your your typical plant touch you know procedures uh those are are pretty ubiquitous across the country and um you know I think it, it took us time to make sure we had the right, leaders in the site to be able to train the line level employees on, on really what Jushi standards were and, and techniques were. Um, but really, I, the, you know, the biggest hurdle has been getting some of the new equipment um, uh, onboarded and, and trained up correctly. And I think the biggest, uh, you know, the biggest reach for us there was just some of our our newer high tech sort of fertigation and irrigation processes and equipment uh, you know uh in that area. Um, you know, we're using uh Ritter systems for you know mixing and, and pumping nutrients. We're using a variety of different water um quality and maintenance uh solutions in our fertigation area and and we are you know utilizing skill level that we have at certain sites to then bring across others. So yeah my time is spent you know on site helping local leadership uh with the training. Uh, with the documentation of these processes, um, and really just, you know, again, reaching towards that repeatable results where, um, you know, operators know that what we line out is not just, you know, the job today, but the job every day on site. Um, and, you know, it's it's been a challenge. Well, the end of last year was was a definite challenge. We've had turnover. And um, so it always keeps us on our toes and, and ultimately has kept us, uh, you know, out on the road.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, as you alluded to there, that those challenges are something that we've been reporting on uh, quite a bit via cannabis business times. And, you know, you're seeing whether it's just price compression at the retail level or all the way up the supply chain, or certainly uh, inflationary issues kind of outside of the cannabis industry, but, but affecting the cannabis industry, you know, it's, it's a tough tough economic situation out there. Um, From the perspective of the cultivation department at a company like Jushi, um, and maybe you were kind of going this direction already, talking about fertigation and irrigation and, and new processes. But what are some ways that you and your team are responding to some of those more retail facing pressures like price compression around the U.S.?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think for the cultivation department and, and really Jushi in total, you know, it's really this year is really focused on. Uh, gaining efficiencies where we can. So, be it through automation of certain processes. Um, if it's really taking a hard look at, uh, you know, staffing levels and productivity levels of our staff at every sort of process throughout the cultivation um, uh, cycle. Um, really, you know, looking at our our top performing facilities seeing what's, what's gone right there. Um, and then again, training and retraining and retraining and, and, and ensuring that we're sharing best practices, you know, working for an MSO, you would think, Hey, Juicy has one process and it just happens. Well, it's, I wish it were that easy, but we found that, uh, it's not always that easy. And you've got, you know, you've got uh, local leaders that do need to make, you know, uh, snap decisions, um, and they do it to the best of ability. And sometimes um, it's for improved uh, productivity and efficiency, and sometimes it goes the other way. And so really, uh, we have a lot of um, meetings with all of our local cultivation leaders. We're really trying to share best practices. And um, again, that productivity piece is a, is a huge piece for us because it really drives ultimately drive staffing. And if we can control costs, which is what the name of the game is right now, uh, 2023 for Jishi, um, on the cultivation side, it'll help to drive that for the business. So, you know, beyond looking at productivity of our employees, it's really working closely with, you know, procurement and purchasing, making sure that we're, you know, our our- Consumable purchases are as in line as possible with our actual run rates. We don't want to sit on a lot of, you know, inventory. We'd rather have our vendors sit on the inventory and buy it as needed. Um, You know, trying to make these small improvements, Jushi's grown quite fast over the last, you know, four years. And, um, you know, we didn't necessarily do everything right. We probably oversized a little bit in in all areas and really just trying to tighten the belt and, and manage those costs, you know, from the cultivation department all the way through the business.
0: Yeah, yeah, and definitely not alone there. I think these are some universal themes that are emerging right now across across the industry. Um, and of course, you know, you and your team have have some nice vantage points uh, on, on the markets in Pennsylvania, Virginia, Nevada, Massachusetts, Ohio, where I'm sitting right now. Um, and of course, each market is, is different in its own ways. I mean, there are universal themes, but there's a lot of um, specific things that are unique to each market. Are, is one of those markets more challenging than the other or, or in terms of this price compression issue or, or how do you, you know, kind of set these five marketplaces alongside one another when you're thinking about business strategy?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's hard for me to, to truly comment on if there's one of these markets that, that seems to be putting more pressure than the others. I mean, obviously Jushi uh, you just named the states where we were running cultivation operations. Um, you know, they're different size facilities and different size markets in each of those. Um, and so we're we're looking at, you know, our biggest facilities is is being where we want to get our biggest bang for the buck. Um, not to say that we're not looking at making improvements and adding automation equipment to again, you know, look at cost control and improvement of cogs on the cultivation side and at all of our sites. Um, but really, you know, Massachusetts. Uh, Virginia and, and PA are biggest. You know, I think VA being sort of the most limited uh, limited market in terms of uh, operators. Uh, we're seeing price compression there, probably least so as compared to say a, a, a well established market like like Massachusetts, that's both medical and rec, and then a very well established and very strong uh, medical that we see in in Pennsylvania. So really looking at those three to to really drive the change. Uh, throughout the company and, and maybe taking learnings um and, and actions that we're doing at those sites and rolling them across our, our smaller facilities
0: yeah absolutely um, i know you've been in the space for a number of years at this point and i was going to ask uh you know whether 2023 feels like a a really different sort of year to you and and i guess maybe that that's a legitimate question It's it, <laughs> as i'm thinking about it it may also be just kind of a dumb question because every year is kind of different in this industry So, so maybe to to further hone that question, I guess, what's been surprising you lately about, about life in cannabis?
1: Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate that question. And honestly, you, you almost took the answer right out of my mouth. I mean, I, you know, I started in Colorado in, uh, 2010 and, um, so, you know, seeing a lot of different chapters of this regulated market, you know, and, and really, myself and and a lot of the the colleagues at Jushi who have been in the industry for quite a while we we feel fairly weathered right we've seen uh how rapidly uh state regulations change uh business plans construction schedules really really all of it um so i wouldn't say that you know that anything at least this year is just really mind-boggling or surprising to me um i and, and maybe that's a you know a jaded take on it because I have I have been in the market and seen the Colorado you know market grow as it did and then now being able to participate in the growth of a, an MSO, it just feels like we've we've sort of seen all of it and if we haven't seen something and it and it shows up, uh, I guess we're, we're we're feeling less surprised that something comes up than non right I mean we just. Uh, this industry is is rapidly growing and rapidly changing. And, and those of us that have been in it for as long as as I have um, have learned to to weather the storm and know that you know to be successful, we have to be uh, flexible in our in our business plans and in our and how we want to run these businesses because um, trying to lay out a plan for the next five years and think you can just stick to it without any deviations um, has proven uh, wrong to us over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, and, and, maybe to that end, you know, of course you'll be joining us on our March 13th webinar on the supply chain of, of cannabis genetics. Now, you know, people may be listening to this before the 13th, uh, but that's in the very near future. They may be listening to it after the 13th and, and they can certainly watch the archived webinar on cannabisbusinesstimes.com. But, but either way, I wanted to just touch on that real quick and sort of in terms of previewing that panel discussion, um, could you talk about some of the consumer demand trends you're seeing as they relate to cannabis genetics? And obviously, you know, we've been seeing this, you know, high THC um, sort of running the show for a number of years from a consumer demand standpoint. And I, I don't think that's going away anytime soon, really. But um, but what are some of the, the broader demand trends that you've begun seeing uh, from from consumers?
1: Yeah, no, I'm really excited uh for that panel on Monday. And and actually was just having a conversation uh with Moave and Noel today about it. Um, you know, not being a, a breeder myself and being sort of the end end of the uh supply chain of these genetics. It's I probably have a completely different take on it than say the breeder or or the grower and you know, the nursery grower that's growing, you know, say the the clones and teens in the California market. Um, you know. We have a lot of discussions about this internally. I literally just got off a call with uh, you know head of our commercial and our CEO about production planning and what we should be doing and how we should be driving our you know uh, cultivar selections within our facilities to meet customer demands. Um, you know, unfortunately, at the end of the day, we continue to hear the same feedback, at least you know internally, which is um, you know <clears throat> our consumers want good variety on the shelf, be it from uh, from our brands or others. Uh, they want high potency is absolutely still driving a lot of the the purchases in our stores, um, you know, pricing, huge deal. And and I think what we're what we're seeing um, across the market, not just within Jushi, but others is um, being able to offer up a, a variety of different SKUs for each form factor uh, to sort of cover pricing. And again, a lot of times those are broken out by potency numbers, but um, ultimately they could be broken up by the quality of the product in there, or, uh, really the, you know, we would like to get to a point where we can start educating and working with, you know, the, the consumer around terpenes and how much, uh, how much those play in the ultimate effect from, from cannabis use, at least with, with flour and and vape. Um, so, you know, I don't have anything, uh, mind blowing there of, of what we're hearing and, um, you know, I would I guess I would urge all the consumers out there uh that are listening to the podcast, uh, you know, give us that feedback uh in whatever form factor you can so that we can make the decisions uh you know that that will ultimately affect your your end use. Right now it's somewhat, you know, chasing trends. Um, you know, I'm really interested to talk to, you know, Chris from Compound on Monday because, you know, it seems like every named cultivar coming into the market is uh, a sweet cake, or ice cream, or a cookie, and at the end of the day, operators like ourselves in certain states won't even get those names approved to sell in our in locations. Right? Mm-hmm. PA has historically been very difficult for us to get sort of well-known named genetics into the market because of their the name that you know that they've been given by the breeder, um, and so that's uh, that's always a challenge too, right? Which is how do we get uh, you know, some of the hype strain, some of what people see on Instagram and other places into our marketplace if we can't actually call it this, the same uh, the same cultivar name that's that been given. That's been a real challenge for us.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting uh, little uh, aspect of all this. Um, and, and of course, another example of things that vary uh, across state lines that have to be navigated to one degree or another. Um, you know, I was just looking here in Ohio uh, earlier this morning, um, looking at you know, Jushi flower in this market near me. And I was looking at a dispensary in the Akron Canton area. And um, I know that Jushi's got uh, platinum Kush breath here. And I'm, I'm sort of one of those big Kush guys. I, I like that end of the flower spectrum. Um, so of course, nice to see that out there in the market. But is there a particular cultivar that you're most excited about growing right now or that you're, you know, eager to get there, get out there on on store shelves?
1: You know, I can, I can kind of call out some cultivars that we're seeing, you know, really good results internally. Uh, of, you know, I was out, uh, in Virginia this past week and, um, you know, that facility has had their sort of new, uh, cultivation space open a little bit longer than Pennsylvania and starting to dial out, you know, those rooms. And yeah, I mean, we're seeing great results. Uh, again, gelato cake, cushman's rum cake, you know, nothing that I would say is is new new to the market um, but for a location like uh like Virginia that's somewhat limited in terms of uh, producers and what product is out there um again getting great feedback from the consumers and these are cultivars that are working really well for uh juicy's metrics that we are holding ourselves accountable to in terms of driving you know profitability with the business um you know ultimately we like to be able to do some you know in-house breeding and we've got some staff on uh, we've got some people on our staff that are willing and and able and talented enough to do so, um, and and we are working and you know with our our ownership and leadership to be able to to do some of that. Uh, right now, it's still uh, you know trying to get our hands on on popular cultivars from around the country and, and offer those up to uh, the consumers who are seeing those you know in social media and yet maybe not seeing them in our in our market. Um, again, we're somewhat beholden to you know internal metrics and and what uh what's driving the business at the retail side which uh is still you know for internal metrics it's really we got to have ones that yield we can't have too many of those loss leaders um you know those little skinny ogs or anything else that that might be hard to produce you know quantity of and we also you know really are are being asked to produce you know a high quality high-potency product at this point
0: yeah absolutely um well, I know, uh, you know, like like I said at the top of this this interview here, uh, the conference really is just a few short months away. Time tends to fly in this industry, and you, uh, as an advisory board member, have been a, a critical part of helping us put together this this program this year. And it's it's uh, slightly different from years past. I think it's a bit more focused and maybe even more timely in some ways. People can see for themselves. It's up live now on cannabisconference.com. Um, but all that being said. Uh, you know, I guess I want to recognize that it is sort of a, a big ask to have people take the time and the money to get out to, to Vegas in the middle of the, the summer um, at, at, a, at sort of a tough time in the marketplace for all the reasons we mentioned earlier. So I wanted to get a sense from you, um, you know, on the cultivation side, working there, grinding away each day and, and dealing with these trends that we've been talking about. You know, what are you hoping that attendees can Take away from a show like this, if they're going to make the effort to get out there in an otherwise you know, fairly trying time, um, what do you think that, that they should be able to bring back to their business after the show?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'll just say this. I think, you know, over the last couple of years as I have attended the show, um, you know, I've just seen it improve both in content uh, in terms of the speakers lineup, as well as, you know, uh, the vendors that are out on that trade show floor. And so I think there's a a real benefit there. Um, You know, personally, I'm super excited about this cultivation roundtable that's going to be happening a day before. And I know there's somewhat limited uh, participation in that group, but, you know, and I think you and I have had this conversation before, but the, the lack of communication and collaboration between cultivators around the country, I think is a, a real detriment to us and, and is it potentially holding us back from uh, progressing this industry faster. Um, so, you know, for me being able to spend you know, a full day uh, in a room with a lot of cultivators from around the country, large and small. I'm really looking forward to that, to meet, meeting new people, uh, making new connections and and sharing information that ultimately will help us all, you know, drive our business in the right direction. You know, I think for the, for the general public that, that might not participate in that roundtable, table, uh, those, those same aspects are, are ringing true. If you're going to spend the money and the time to, to come to a, an event like yours, you know, really pick and choose what, uh what speakers you want to to listen to and what vendors you speak to um so that you can make the biggest impact on your business when you go back to it um it's very easy to go to an event like this and just get wrapped up with trying to see everything or um you know obviously it's vegas so there's a lot of other uh (laughs) a lot of other areas of the city that might pull you away from it but um if you're going to take the time in what we're doing from the advisory panel side is really trying to present. Uh, the most up-to-date and and uh, pertinent, um, t- you know, topics that we can for, uh, you know, uh, new entry uh, participants into the industry and, and for those that are, are you know, longtime uh, industry professionals.
0: Absolutely. Well, we're certainly excited to see you out there this year, Josh. Uh, I know it's kind of a, a fun time. I was just thinking about this this morning, you know, being here in, in March. This is the time of year where it suddenly feels like we're shot out of a cannon and, and racing to August. And it's kind of the the thing around which the whole year pivots. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be super fun. The round table. I'm I'm very excited about I think you're absolutely right. It's, it's a really cool opportunity and uh, should be very enlightening for everybody. Um, But you know, in the meantime, uh, thanks for joining us this week, Josh. It was great getting a chance to talk to you about this, about, you know, fairly complex issues out there in the market and uh, always good just to catch up with what Jushi is up to
1: great yeah thanks again for having me on Eric
0: and that's a wrap on another episode of beyond the show hope you enjoyed that conversation with Josh Malman of Jushi I know I did it's always great talking to a fellow fish head from the industry uh, with spring tour and summer tour coming up uh great to talk about that maybe a little bit more off air than on air but at least the on air conversation covered some important topics related to cannabis conference and of course a lot of the stories that we've been covering in cannabis business times lately this is kind of an important time here in you know the cannabis conference universe in the middle of march we've got our rates our, our lowest rates of the season are beginning to expire so you're going to want to get on that and again like i mentioned at the top of the episode the educational session schedule is now live. So you can really begin to see Cannabis Conference taking shape. We're gonna be announcing a few more sessions uh, over the next few weeks, as well as a whole bunch of fantastic speakers from around the industry to fill out those sessions and uh, and, and put that that content, bring it to life out in Las Vegas. Again, this is gonna be August 15th to the 17th, our seventh annual event, Cannabis Conference 2023. You can learn more, of course, at canvasconference.com. Sign up for the newsletter there because as you can tell from what I just said, we've got plenty of news coming your way and you're not going to want to miss out. We'll be sharing it here as well on Beyond the Show every Friday. See you there.